Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Insults, oddities, cartoons, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Splash beer on my face. It's your first shower of the morning. What's going on, guys? It's Pick Six. I'm Travis. I am Nathan. I was confused there for a moment. <laughs> no, I was trying. We are doing comic book slash superhero movies. This will be a fun one. I mentioned no Superman. Because where's the fun in that? Uh, I might have. I, so out. I'll go ahead and get my honorable I, mention I, out. I didn't mention any of like the, for me, like the granddaddy of like superhero movies from whence we grew up. I don't have... Um, Batman I don't, 89. I don't have Batman 89. I don't have um, Superman, the movie with Christopher Reeve. I don't have any of I will mention um, the closest thing I came to Superman is my honorable mention, and I'll get it out of the way right now. It's Brightburn. Um, I still haven't seen that. Brightburn is a brilliant – it's just a horror movie. It's but it, Superman it, it goes dark. It straight up mixes the origin story of Superman, but instead of him being the Blue Boy Scout, he's becomes a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds a super uplifting. beautiful mashup of superhero and horror. horror. Only this movie could only Brightburn could do it, but it has one of the greatest kills in horror history. Okay, I didn't do Superman as a movie, but I did do Brightburn as my honorable mention. Boom. I'll do my honorable mention at the end in case that's fine. You bring up Have it, yeah, yeah. The last um, thing I want to do is. <laughs> pull the rug out. From I under do. I own Brightburn, but I own it on Amazon. I don't know how to let you borrow it. Well, maybe I'll come over and just watch it sometime. Okay. It's – the kills in it, dude, are like – Intense? There's some intense shit in it, yeah. <laughs> it's like graphic. Uh, but it's good. Brightburn. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely check that out. My honorable mention. What's your number six? All <laughs> oh, right. Hey, yo, back <laughs> off. Hyper speed. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought you were the one who was screaming. I doused it with pepper spray. Smart move. Yeah, hey, yeah, Mr. Mugger guy. Give the old lady her purse back. Um, I'm your age, and he didn't get a chance to take it because I didn't let him take it. Good, yeah, good. You're really on top of this stuff. And that should teach you that old ladies, regular age ladies like yourself, don't need your protecting, right? So get woke, bro. I'm sorry. Who are you? His name... Is thunder crack? Hero to the people? Will the power and speed of lightning all in one? Dude, that sounds like a butt thing. Yeah. Mr. Philadelphia! That's a cream cheese thing, dude! Power Boy, because you get all the powers, because sometimes pepper spray can't protect against evil. Power Boy, do you know this child? Like, t- like, like a teeny little bit, really. I don't really know. Yeah, he's like my manager. He's like a little miniature manager. I'm his manager. That, uh, you know, but Power Boy's not going to work either, okay? So work on something else. Hey, 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 but what could... Electricity manipulation, hyperspeed, super strength. Dude, you're stacked. You're almost as cool as Superman, almost. I didn't see you. I don't know what just happened here. I don't want to know. Just don't hurt me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm Thank not you for, for your kind donation. No, 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 no. But if you ever need any more help, just look for the superhero that still can't fly. Forget flying, man. We just made 73 bucks. 73 bucks? <laughs> Come on. Hey, wait a minute. I just got an idea. I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. Is that Shazam? Yes, it is. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. That's what you take um, a 
a movie, a, a superhero movie, and kind of merge it with elements of big, because it takes <laughs> a 13, 14 year old boy okay. who is given the torch to hand down. The, he's given the powers because this old wizard can't hold captive these bad demons or, or whatever the, the, sure. the story structure is. And so he's trying to find the right person and he has to hand it off to somebody before he dies. And he's pretty sure that Billy Batson is a good kid inside, but he's still a kid and he's a foster, you know, he's been in foster homes for Thunder forever. Crack. <laughs> that sounds like a butt thing. <laughs> so what was fun about, about Shazam is that DC remembered, Hey, these stories were initially meant for kids, and we can still have fun with them, and we don't have to be dark, dark and brooding, and everything has gone to shit, and everything's horrible, and the world is terrible, and everything is just so much of a downer, you know? Right, right. And that's why I chose this as my number six, because it's just... It hits all those levels. You have fun watching this movie. He learns. He grows up mentally. But when he's when he's given the powers, he says his name, Shazam. It drops. You know, it makes him the thundercrack. Per- yeah, thundercrack. <laughs> it makes him the most perfect representation of who he should be. Okay. This character used to be Captain Marvel until there was a DC Split. Marvel issue with the rights of that name, and so at some point he had to call him Shazam. And Shazam is – it's an acronym because he has the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. And so that's what Shazam is. So people are like, that's so dumb. We break it down. It's kind of cool, but it's very it's very comic booky. Aldi brand Superman. Right. <laughs> He's the Aldi brand Superman. <laughs> um, I, I've wanted to see that. I just – I go with – If the, you have HBO, it's on HBO right now. I don't. OK. Um, with the new superhero movies or comic book movies or whatever, mm. I, I there's so fucking many of them, man. I don't know what's – Where What's good, what's not, yeah, where to I start, what to do. I, yeah, yeah. Um, We've proposed the idea of, of one season possibly going through all, all the of Marvels. Marvels. It's just very proprietary. It's proprietary and it, it's – I don't know. What do you guys think? It's, Let us know. Would, should is we, it, Does it feel daunting for you? It just feels limiting, to be honest okay. with you. Um, should we do an entire pick six season? Not pick six. Should we do an entire regular season? You know, hour and a half, two hour episodes of the all twenty two Marvel movies. Let us know. We Maybe thought we'll about put out a survey and yeah, we thought about we thought about doing it. Could be fun. Look, a billion people can't be wrong. That's true. That's true. There's uh, more good. Scorsese, than- Scorsese's not a fan. I don't know. <laughs> they um, they are much more theme park than cinema in many ways, but. S- Speaking of Scorsese, my number six is the Joker. <laughs> or is it just Joker? Joker. It is Joker. It is uh, not the... Huh. Which is basically Taxi Driver and the Comedian. Uh, was King, was it? Oh, King of Comedy. King of Comedy. Yeah. yeah. The Comedian. That's... Uh, that's been watching... Uh, the Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> been watching Watchmen, too. Um, this is how DC is going to compete with Marvel. DC is... Dubbing their dick every time they try to do an extended universe. Every time they try to do the only extended universe they have right now is on TV with like the CW, and that's 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 and, successful and right. I think a lot of people like it, mm-hmm. but they keep stubbing their dick when they try to do Justice League and they try to they're trying to compete with Marvel's Avengers, correct? And make a big multi. They need to let it go. They need to Marvel let it go. did it right. They laid down. They need to everything do, to do it right. They need to do this. You keep Superman out of it. Keep Batman out of it. Maybe they maybe they exist, but you don't see them. They right. don't they don't arrest the Joker uh, or take him into custody. But 
The only thing that makes it not just a, like a like a thriller is that he's Joker. Yeah, it's a great social commentary it on is. just the failure of society, society and mental illness, yeah. and how we've stigmatized that. Yeah, we stigmatized we stigma we stigmatized it, but we've also just not. There's no care anymore. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and we, it's we, and what better way to do that is in, than to depict New hey. York in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's know. remove funding and all. Yeah, that's that's a, one of the reasons why in, in a lot of areas when they started shutting down mental institutes when homeless rates rose that's significantly. Why, yeah, yeah, they weren't homeless; they were mentally ill first. Yeah, not to get social on it. Right. But Joker takes that, and it there, dude, there was some some parts in it where I fucking legitimately laughed at some horrible shit. Yeah. I was like, that's, come on, that's a funny kill. I'm not supposed to be laughing here. Shit. All this right. is, this is I'm, serious. I'm a bad person. I, I mean, I wasn't laughing out loud, but I love that he has the card. I have a mental condition. I'm not laughing at you. I just can't help from laughing. Yeah. Please give me this card back. <laughs> and it's horrible when he's like, when he's sitting on the bus with, um, just going home and he's just goofing around with the kid and it's and it's well before he even laughs he's just goofing around with the kid just having fun with the kid and yeah. doing the faces and the, and just that lady's like don't talk to my son or or whatever it is you just feel like uh he's he's, he's just his fall is really good it's hard and it's hard kill, to watch but it's so good again, at the spoilers, same time that kill when he shoots de niro's character oh god which they've confirmed that he is playing whoever he played in king of comedy Oh, really? I, okay. I, I read or heard that somewhere. That's interesting. So that's cool. It's almost a sequel to a Scorsese movie. <laughs> um, but I would love to see DC do this with like Lex Luthor. DC and I think they've I think they've kind of thrown out the playbook on trying to make an extended universe because they were really fucking it up. Fa- well, they were yeah they were failing big time because everything was reactionary to how well Marvel was doing yeah. four to five years in. And this isn't. This doesn't. This gives no shits as to what Marvel's doing. They just, right. We're doing this. I would. We've talked about it before. I would love to see a Riddler where it's he's just he's a serial killer. Um, and uh, yeah, that would be that would be really interesting. Yeah, Penguin. He's a crime boss. Yeah, Lex Luthor. He's a I'm not getting political. And I'm not saying anything one way or the other. <laughs> he's, he's a Trump. He's a he's a he's Trump. A Trump. He's a he's a Trump type character. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm. I was more of a Marvel guy, but I don't know he's too the best many, hair plugs. I don't know too many of the DC villains, um, because they always get overshadowed by their. By their counterpart, yeah, yeah. Like Wonder Woman's, Wonder Woman's good. Just show some of the, showcase some of the villains, and then maybe eventually bring in your, your hero in some way. But I, Joker, that's my number six because that's it's a nice, refreshing, dark twist mm-hmm. on the superhero. I've, so I've gone Brightburn, which is a serial killing Superman, and Joker, which is a serial killing. Criminal. All right, so that's your to, number six. That's my number six. My number five is Sin City. I love that book. It is not superhero, but it's definitely more in the comic book flavor. That's it is Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. God, that movie was sexy. This was the first time where I felt like the use of digital cameras and the advent of blue screen actually worked. I agree for with the you. filmmaker's advantage. It looks like a, it looks like the graphic did. Yeah, it's God. The lighting is so fucking good. And and All the right. well and the fact that. Um, Rodriguez actually brought Frank Miller in, going, mm-hmm. "We're going to co-direct this. This was your material. Let's let's work together." You mentioned it once uh, in the episode we did, uh, the film school episode, um, having good collaborators with. Yeah, him. who better to adapt for the screen someone's work than the guy? Than the guy who had, the guy who wrote it. Yeah. yeah, and the guy who's basically responsible. One of the two guys responsible for the reason that comic book movies are what they are now. Yeah. 
they just did a really good job of capturing Basin City. And if you've ever seen any of like the behind the scenes stuff without all of the effects, it's weird. Yeah. Because there's minimal props. A lot of yeah. that there's much more in the shot that is doesn't actually exist that they put in via computer later. Okay. Which is which is really interesting, but I just love the black and white. There's that bit of overacting. People start to look at that and go, I don't like Sin City that much. It just feels so kind of corny. I'm like, it's like that for a reason. Yeah. If you've read the graphic novels, it is it is a it's pulpy. It's, it's a pulpy play on noir. It's neo noir. Yeah. It's it's meant to be a little cheesy, a little overacted. When you get past that, it's and the fact that how many big names that they got to make that picture is just incredible but um everything's a little over the top but it's just was it dc uh no i think it was dark horse okay it dark horse may be associated with dc i think no. well maybe i can't now. remember I it may know. be now but i know i think it was dark horse it's just it's visually striking and depending on the scene i love the pop of color most of it's black and white. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, you get a little, a little bit, bit of color red. here, there, or you get the blood, or you get just the yellow of the yellow man or whatever. And so it's just – it plays really well. It's it's just really good. And it's something that was just groundbreaking at the time. I remember seeing the trailer and going seeing that in the theater going, man, this is – I've never seen anything like this before. I watched it at, at someone's house. Probably like the closest adaptation of a graphic novel, comic book – World in in many ways, just because of how much it was, a, a lot of it was done shot for shot. You know, they were really that's, trying to capture I the imagery that, of that. Man. I love that. And so, yeah, that's my number five is Sin City from I think two thousand and five. Geez, that movie's fifteen years old now. Holy shit! You, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm old. You know, there's as much distance between us in 1990 as there was 1990 and 1960. Yeah, that's Aliens. Forty one years old. <laughs> It is. My Happy number, birthday. <laughs> my number, Nathan, uh, we were talking about doing this list. And we, we, you know, we talk in interstitially in, you know, on the phone and, and text just to make sure we're on the same page uh, metaphorically and literally when we do these. And he said, hey, are we uh, – so the superhero graphic or the, super, the superhero comic book movie, are we doing graphic novels? And I said, yes, you can include Watchmen. And he said, I'm not going to do the Watchmen. And I almost said good because that's my number five. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, but <laughs> is it now not on your list? No, Watchmen is my number five. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was there, not there, there? Not there, No, there? it was there at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Alan Moore is the other guy who's responsible for, for superhero movies being... Yeah, Watchmen is what? Alan Moore and I think Dave Gibbons yes. are the yes. uh, writers and um, it took me artists. So. so Now, when you say Watchmen, what are you talking about? Are you talking about the, the film or are you talking about the series... On HBO. Well, the HBO series is fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm that, talking about the film. I've okay. included the film here. Okay. It was relatively accurate, too. It to, was, well, you said Sin City being close to the source right. material. The that only thing they too. changed with with Watchmen was the ending. And the only thing that they also changed was you didn't see as much blue penis in You the didn't film. see as much blue, big blue dong. <laughs> and that's all right. <laughs> but I like that Zack Snyder stuck for the most part, it pissed me off that they ended it the way they ended it. Mm. If you guys haven't seen Watchmen, A, I'm going to be that guy. Read the graphic. The graphic showed the human side of the superheroes. Right. And then they, they weren't 
it wasn't just what Batman does when he gets off work. Yeah. It was these people are now old and they're retired. Right. And it takes place in an alternate universe. Where Nixon's on his like fifth term as uh, president. He made himself like president for life, didn't he? Uh, I'm not sure if it was that or if he was just elected the fifth Something. time or, or, or most whatever. Of the, but most of the heroes have no superpowers. They're right. basically they're all like Batman. Like vigilantes. Yeah, they're just vigilantes. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. Except for Dr. Manhattan. Who is a godlike character? Who ended the Vietnam War in like a day or two, <laughs> and then Vietnam became uh, a U.S. state or territory or whatever. That's the fifty-first state. Is that yeah. what it is? The fifty-first state. They yeah. say it in the, the okay. show. In the show, okay. Yeah. It's 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 gritty and dark. I mean, it starts out as a murder mystery because it's um, it does, yeah, yeah, because it's the comedian gets thrown out of the, the like comedian a, is dead. The comedian is dead, and he gets thrown out of some penthouse or something, and yeah. that's the imagery is the sticker or not the sticker, the, but the button the with button, the happy face, with but the with the blood on it. On it. Yeah. It's so it it really Watchmen. The movie doesn't do it as well as the book because I need to go back and watch that because he's done several versions of it. Most people recommend the director's cut, which is about. Three hours long. Yeah, it's it's another twenty to twenty five minutes. There's another version where they've cut the Black Freighter shit into. Yeah, it. because they made a separate animated like yeah. thirty minutes. It's so fucking good, man. Okay, the graphic novel. It's not. A, it's not in a series. It's a one off, and it really shows that comic books or graphic novels can be serious literature. Well, yeah, and they have beautiful colorful art with them and this movie captures that what i like in in the graphic novel is you're you're reading black freighter while the kid is while the kid is reading it and so it either happens like at the beginning or at the end of each like segment i think is how it is yeah but yeah how they kind of intertwine that's so good man the kid sitting at the newsstand or or whatever it is right yeah yeah so it's a i'm not trying to make it sound like i'm a a, a snob because i'm not it's in a bit of a an acquired taste because it took me about seven eight years to get into the book because someone let me borrow the book and it's I was heavy like, and i it's was heavy like, kind of like the fuck is this it's, it's not... heavy like frank miller trying to read um the dark knight returns yeah and the, the same thing time. happened with that yeah it took me almost 30 years to read that book because you just want batman to be doing his thing you don't want him to have real personal conflict you right. don't want him to have real like i mean you want him to be conflicted and like but watchman sorry i went long on that that's my number five What's your number four? Hellboy. Del Toro's Hellboy from 2004. Fucking, I've never seen Hellboy, but I love Del Toro. Conceptually, this film should not work on screen. <laughs> it really shouldn't. It's just so weirdly outlandish in the idea that... Who better to do it than it, Del Toro? Yeah, it's strange. A demonic beast turned superhero known as Hellboy, who secretly works uh, to keep the world safe from paranormal threats. And he works for some like division of the government. And I think it's called the... Um, the the bureau for paranormal research and defense. Yeah, you let me that borrow it, and I still haven't. It watched shouldn't it. work, but it does. And Del, Del Toro was the only guy to do this movie. Well, I think it probably works for a couple of reasons. It's Ron Perlman. And yes, yeah, that's what I put down here. I mean, it's, Del Toro. It, it was put in the capable hands of a of a very visually uh, focused writer director because he wrote it and he directed it. Um, it exceeds on so many levels and just has that right amount of humor, action, fantastic visuals uh, that only Del Toro can really bring to the to the screen. He because he 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 likes to blend visuals like CG with like puppetry mm-hmm. and and things like that. Perlman really shines as Hellboy. Um, he kind of plays like the anti superhero mm-hmm. instead of the anti hero, uh, and you can tell that he's having fun making the movie. Absolutely, you know. 
Um, the sequel is just as good. It's just a little different. It didn't make a ton of money, but it made its money back. And I think the first time I saw it, I was just like, eh, I don't was know. Was it what a this book is. first? Yeah, it was definitely a, okay. It was a series first. Who? What, it's what? Mike Mingola. I, I what? May, uh, I, what? What label? I think it was Dark Horse as well. Was it Dark Horse? Okay. Um, I'm, I may be butchering his name, but I think that's that's who the author is. But whenever I watch it, it makes me think, man, they can just they they could pull off anything. You know, anything is possible, which isn't necessarily true. But it's very good wishful thinking that if they can take Hellboy, some mm-hmm. some human demon hybrid goofy shit and make him appealing and make him interesting and make millions of dollars right they can do turn anything, anything into have a you movie. seen the shape of water yes did you like it yes Fuck. you let me borrow that one that was really good god i love that movie wasn't up, would, it wasn't up lisa's uh alley she was using up he's an acquired taste too because he very much is he's fucking weird man uh, pants labyrinth is is really good god damn that movie is so fucking good yeah the hardest thing mm. for people watching that is those that don't speak I Spanish. I ain't fucking reading while I'm watching a movie, <laughs> goddammit. Right. That's the hardest thing with, uh, with the only uh, thing Pan's I, Labyrinth. The only thing that is is a knot for me watching Pan's Labyrinth is I want to focus on his visuals. Right. But the story is so good, you don't give a shit. Yeah. What's happening? What's happening? Pause it. I can't read it fast. And that monster with the eyes and the hands and the however it was. I'm going gonna, gonna to throw a yeah. shout out to... Uh, my old Jamie and I used to have a neighbor, Casey, and I used to <laughs> we watched it with her, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, and I used to do the thing with my hands, and she would say, <laughs> "Fucking stop it!" <laughs> I sometimes would even draw eyes on my hands and do it. Yeah, because Pan's Labyrinth is like a fucked up fairy tale. Yeah, with a downer ending, yeah. which most fairy tales don't end well to begin with. No, nope. usually not. Until, not until Disney, or they have life them. lessons, and even the early Disney stuff, they still had life lessons in there, and they weren't as. Bubblegum and pop, you know? That's good. Um, Hellboy. Hellboy. Your number four. four. My number four Hold on. is X-Men, Days of Future Past. Oh. I like the original, the first X-Men from, what was that, 2000? 2000. That kind of started the modern push for superhero movies. Yeah, Singer was tagged to do X-Men because he could carry off a film with a large cast of characters because of the usual suspects, you know? Yeah. That's the reason why he was plugged for X-Men. And it was, it's a great movie. Yeah. And then Marvel did what Marvel did. X-Men has kind of stayed out of that hole. It's it's because it was associated with 20th Century Fox. Okay. It was not a part of the initial... It got the, it got the start about seven to eight years before uh, they sure. hit Iron Man and they really and started. This movie, it's none of the... I think... Um, I haven't seen it in three or four years. You're talking about the time travel one? Yeah. Okay. It's just it plays like a standalone episode or a standalone issue of the comic. Yeah. Now I know it's plugged into the X Men arc. Yes. Of that that story. But they got you have the old and the new yeah. for both. It's, the only person that doesn't age is Wolverine because and yeah, and that works so well. Yeah. And well, Patrick Stewart's in it and yeah. Wolverine's in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman are in it. And those what's are, his name? Uh, Charles Wolverine. It, it it feels it's just fun. It is fun. It's a fun little story. Again, like I said, it, it ties into the arc of the X-Men um, in some way. And I admit I haven't followed. I love Magneto and both iterations of Magneto as well. Yep. Ian McKellen as well as Michael Fassbender. Perfect representation. I agree. I, I really like this one as well as the um, first, first class. class. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see that one. 
That's that one's just as good. It's just not time travel. It's just this 60s, is a sequel. This 60s. is a sequel to that. Correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. but you don't need to see. No, it. you don't need. To you see need. It. You need a little bit of working knowledge of who's Wolverine. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he can read. He can heal really fast. Okay, so his brain can handle the. I'm going to send you back to 1973. It's easy to make a comic book slash time travel movie really thundery. <laughs> Do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? Oh, that's the worst line of that X-Men oh, that's movie. That's the best fucking line. That Actually, is the... It's the second best line. <laughs> no, it's me. It's me. Prove it. You're a dick. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, but, uh, no, what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? The, the same, same thing, thing as everything else. That's badass, dude. Really? And she roasts his ass. Yeah. He's the only thing that doesn't work about the original X-Men movies. Ray Park? He's good, but the character... Yeah. You've got uh, like, is it Toad? Yeah. Yeah, it's Fletch all over again. You've got so many rich characters to choose from. Why are you making one up? Stop it. Did you also I'm sure you noticed the uh double lightsaber spin move thing that he does that yeah. he did in Darth Maul. He's like, I that looks familiar. Yeah, that's because he did it, it a year before. Just back in August that I saw the original X Men. But Days yeah. of Future Past to get back to that, it's really easy to fuck up and make a well, it's a comic book movie. Okay, cool. Everyone likes those. But we're going to put time travel in it and not use all the, not use any of the actors that people are familiar with. Okay. Uh, that's real dumb. No, it's not. This, this works in so many. The only weird thing is that Wolverine doesn't have animantium yet. And so when his claws come out, it's just bone. Bone. And it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's sort of funny looking. And that's, to me, the point of comic book movies. It's not always to tell a gritty social commentary. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's to have fun. Yes. And that this X-Men Days of Future Past. And X-Men, they were dark. The first one was dark. It wasn't like over-the-top fun theme. Mm-hmm. This one just comes back. It's bright. The colors. It's the style. It's the 60s. Yeah. The only thing that is a downer and depressing is what the future is with the AI. You mean where we, you mean and- where we live? Yeah. <laughs> um, and as, as a good litmus for a comic book movie or something like that, Jamie actually liked it and was, was engaged in it, which yeah. – yeah, it's just a good story. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool it story. Really is. So that's that's my number four is <laughs> X Men. My, my number three, speaking of X Men, is actually X Two X Men United from two thousand and three. It is the second X Men, and seventeen years ago. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> there are just as, in my opinion, too, when it comes to the X Men movies, there there are just as many good. X-Men adaptations as there are bad yeah. in some ways. But the first X-Men, while while good, I don't think it was really firing in all cylinders until they did the second one for me. The sequel, I think you don't have to play anybody's little bit of origin story. The characters are already established, so they can just kind of and they full did speed that. Into they, the did story. That. they did that with the first one. They did do that with the and first I one. I fucking love them. I for think it. the only the I think Rogue is the only one that you get. The background story on because you're following her. You're then, seeing everything through o- her eyes. And that's okay. Yes, and that's yeah, okay. That's great. But I think Singer really dialed it up quite a bit. You get more of kind of what Wolverine went through up in Canada. Sure. With all of the experimentations. I think it provides also one of the most solid, like two to three minutes of an opening film where you get Nightcrawler doing the attack on the White House. Yeah. It's so just. It just throws you in. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what you're seeing and you don't know what's going on. And then before you realize what's going on and then it's over. I went uh, – I was in Chicago for a work function uh, back in the summer and uh, I was a bit hungover. 
<laughs> and I didn't make it down for one day of uh, seminar stuff. And I believe it was FX. They were running a marathon of the X-Men movies. Uh, and I watched the first one again for the first time in a long time. And I watched, I've only seen X2 maybe once or twice. And I was able to watch that again. Two's good. Two, two was really two. Brian Cox, dude, as uh, oh yeah, Striker. Striker. God, he's good. He's so he plays evil well, and he's like low key evil. Yeah, he's, he makes a good like Hannibal Lecter. Like huh. we might talk about. We that, might talk about that, that some time. <laughs> so, so that's yeah. good. So you went X two. I okay. went X two for my number three. What's your number three? Kick ass. I'm glad I didn't pick Kick-Ass. Were you gonna? I was thinking about it, yes. Because um, most of those people don't have superpowers. No. But I've only w- seen I've only seen the first one. Um, and It's a pretty good representation of the comic, too, because I... Was it a I comic? Re- it was. Okay. It's kids try- a kid trying to be a superhero. Because, I mean... <laughs> Kick-Ass. <laughs> it takes all of Batman's rules and goes, yeah, yeah. fuck that, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage yeah. is an odd choice for me. I know he wanted to be a superhero. It was an odd choice, but it kind of it, it kind of worked. Work. It, it works enough. Uh, Everyone just loved Hit Girl. That's what it was. Is like who's this kid coming on the scene and owning every scene that she's in? You know <laughs> the mouth on that kid. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the comic is just is the same way. It is definitely an her, R comic, just like the R movie. That's what was great. Her parents, man. Well, her dad is the what was. <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> you know what happens Big to a Daddy? toad when it gets struck by a lightning? I'm kidding. <laughs> was it Big Daddy? Was that what? Yeah, that's yeah. Cage's character. Okay. That's her dad. So, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> and it's a, like, there's some weight to it, man. Like There is. And he and the the kid who plays uh, Kick-Ass has his ass handed to him. All the time. So many times. Um, it's so fun. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's tongue in cheek. It, take, it takes the piss Correct. of the comic book story, and it's a little meta. Yes, but there's also some weight to it because he's he's a fucking schlub. And then like when he gets like when that dude when Kick Ass cries like when he gets fucked up like you feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I would love to have seen Chloe Mortez play Robin in a straight up adaptation of Frank Miller's Batman. That would be interesting because that's basically what Hit Girl is. She's yeah. just a she's a fucking badass. I love the McTiernan level of violence in it. <laughs> it is, it is over the top. I love how it starts out with like a guy jumping off a building, thinking he's gonna <laughs> that's he's gonna me. take off and fly, and then just <laughs> crashes into the car. Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> um, how did they not get sued for him basically dressing up as Batman, Nicolas Cage's character, Big Daddy? Because he used guns and Batman doesn't. But he had on a black everything and a he cowl had a cowl. He a, looked like Batman. And he had a utility belt. I don't know. I don't know who released – I don't know who published the series, and I can't remember who released the film. But either they may have gotten permission or – Are there two or three of them? There's movies. Yeah. There's two. Okay. And I haven't seen the second, and it was mostly panned because it, it was like they brought in Jim Carrey to play another character, and then he sh- completely shit, shit on, on the movie. Chloe Mortez doesn't the- like the way her character was dealt with, too. I've been told to avoid seeing it and just deal with the first. Chloe Mortez says she leaves her character at the end of the first one, so there's no point for her to. I'm cool with that. I almost chose the movie um, starring Rain Wilson called Super Eight, or called Super. Oh, Super, Super. I I have, I didn't, but I haven't seen it. So I haven't seen it either, and I'm. uh, It's on my watch list. I think it's on Hulu right now. I think it's in the similar vein. And I want to. I want to see that. Is it's in the similar vein? Yeah, and it's the same guy who did. he was an executive producer on Brightburn. 
um, James uh, James Gunn. He, oh, okay. he he was in charge of Galaxy, uh, well, not Guardians of the Galaxy, not Galaxy. Oh, Quest. okay. And so, okay, that was one of his first films. I've seen the trailer and it looks hilarious. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and so I can I can see why you might pick that one. But so I'm glad you um, didn't since you haven't seen it. Yeah, would you be a fucking liar? Um, <laughs> uh, Kick Ass is my number three. What's your number two? My number two is Marvel's The Avengers from 2012. Okay, God, it's that old. Uh, yeah, Jesus. it is eight years old now. My first choice was really going to be Iron Man, and the reason why that was I definitely was gonna, a, that was definitely a milestone for Marvel. <laughs> it was the launching pad. It was it, it was the springboard to create that universe. I figured that I would really go with Avengers because it was the greater risk. Because you have to have five superhero movies that released between '08 and 2011 to establish your main characters. So they could all meet up in the sixth movie. And the trickier part of that is that that scenario of getting the audiences not only to invest in a two-hour World War II flashback with Captain America and then accept that they've recast the guy who's playing the Incredible Hulk because it was um, Edward Norton originally. And then Which, they made quick, it Mark Ruffalo, thank quick God. sidebar. I loved Edward Norton's Hulk movie. Yeah. Sorry. But apparently he is... Listen, not a prima donna, but he is very difficult when he comes to, and he always wants input on what he's Listen to in. his episode on WTF with Mark Maron. He, okay. he explains himself as to why he's labeled as difficult. Okay. But I will check anyway, that out. He's, I've, I've not really seen any of the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruffalo is great as Hulk. I do. As he well. has one of the greatest lines in, in fucking in cinema. Uh, I can't quite remember how he says it now. But uh, he basically turns around and he goes, I'm always angry. And then he fucking hulks out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The secret, yeah, the secret well, is I'm, I'm always angry. <laughs> it's it's pretty bitching. I love that. Well, uh, what really works, it, it shouldn't work. All of these kind of coming together, it's, it's, yeah. it's astronomical and, and trying to pull that off, pull it off successfully, try to keep the right tone, have it funny, have it fun. Have weight to it. Have weight to it. Have everybody who's playing it be believable. Have and two characters in it that have zero superpower other than I'm really good with a bow and arrow and I was a spy and people like me because I'm hot. Mm-hmm. That that's Those are your six Avengers. And and the quote that I pulled down here that, that Joss Whedon had, uh, had written or at least during an interview talking about the Avengers before filming and it's like, it makes no sense. It's ridiculous. There's a thunder god. There's a green id giant rage monster. There's Captain America from the 1940s. There's Tony Stark, who definitely does not get along with anybody. And ultimately, these people don't belong together. And the whole movie is about finding yourself from community. And that's what that is. They okay. They don't realize they need each other until they need each other. Need each other. Okay. It's a perfect perfect representation in a lot of ways of a visual comic book. Sure. In, in many ways. And so that's, and Joss, Joss Whedon did all all of those? Uh, he directed he directed the first one. He directed the second Avengers movie. He was involved with some other things, but most of his it, iteration it, it, was it from like Buffy to, and it, stuff. It, but. it pains me to say this, but I think Scorsese's just got a case of sour grapes. That, he might. That these movies are – they're actually – they're kitty stuff, but they're not also they're also not. Right. And they're woven together really well. Not even in the same movie, but movies from different years, mm-hmm. different fucking decades weaving together to make a universe. It's it's I think it's on a level that Scorsese can't do anymore, and it's why it pisses him off. I think 
I understand, and everyone is allowed to have their own opinion. You Absolutely, know? and he's Scorsese, and his and opinion Scorsese. carries a lot of weight. But The Irishman was a fucking slow hand job that never ends. I'm ready. No, you're not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got, I got, I got an hour and fifteen more minutes. I would, we could almost do a pick six on letdowns. Oh. That would be that would be one of those. But I think people, I think people don't uh want to say that they were disappointed with the Irishman because they're afraid they're going to get slammed. I, I was disappointed I was with, with the, the Irishman. Irishman. And I really at this moment in time am not prepared to invest another three and a half hours just to go we, well dude, maybe I was wrong. We couldn't finish it. Yeah. It was so I goddamn finished it, boring. I finished it in three parts and at the end Lisa you know, was in watching it parts here and there and she's like, So what'd you think? I'm like my first reaction was it was long <laughs> We're not here today to talk about the Irishman. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's shift out. My number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I tried to rewatch that not too long ago. On I Netflix. just rewatched it the other night. I'm sorry. Oh, fucking love that movie, dude. <laughs> I can't wait till the day that we sit down and talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like pair it with X-Men or something. The first one, it, it visually, I loved it as when I was younger, but man, part of it for me is just, maybe I just don't hold on to it in a, in a nostalgic realm. I don't dislike the movie, but it's just, it's you're, very late 80s. You were a bit older. Yeah. I, I loved, I loved them though, but um, I think what, what kind of dates it in all honesty is Corey Feldman's being one of the voices doesn't even really way. bother me really okay. maybe maybe it's this nostalgia but anyway for me, but i don't want to poo poo on your it visually your thing, so. captures the way the original graphic looked okay wet dark I, and dirty i agree and it's a little child friendly where the original it is tamer the yeah. original graphic was not it was they Correct. straight up fucking murder the shredder in the first issue it's it's great and there have been it's like um it's kind of like superman in that there's so many different iterations of it now and there's different there's different versions and there's so goddamn many just in the comics alone let alone the three or four different series nickelodeon has and all that um so it's hard to go this isn't this is legend this is canon this is you know (laughs) i'm talking it was made after the popularity of of the cartoon i i I love the cartoon. Cartoon is great. I haven't seen it in forever. I loved Rocksteady and Bebop. Bebop. Those were my they were they were the best. And that they weren't in the movie is I I think disappointing. Yeah, but I think it was I'm glad I'm glad they didn't. It ultimately I think makes the movie stand a little stronger. It is a little Pizza Hut. It is a little actually it was Domino's. And there was Um, a lot of Burger King advertised in that too. There was, yeah. Yeah, it was Domino's Um, because I started watching it the other night. (laughs) You know, I I just I, I couldn't sleep the other night, so I put it on and watched. I got Yeah halfway through it um a young sam rockwell isn't it do you see him again outside of the beginning like when attack try to mug yeah he's the one that goes uh i know he was there and i looked and i saw him on the credit list but i didn't know if he they popped up come down into the little hangout and he goes you got any cigarettes and he goes uh-huh. regular or menthol what helps it in my opinion is they got the greatest puppeteer of all time jim henson that's right he was involved with this his, correct? Creature, okay. his creature shop did the i also liked how they did um casey jones Casey Jones yeah. is a great character. I have a because uh, his mask is Uncle, almost a touch menacing. In, yeah, it is in the movie. I've got an Uncle Trav's discount tobacco barn bootleg action figure that I made of Casey Jones over there, and I love how there's that difference between when they first he meets with, with Raphael first mm-hmm. and the encounter with the mugger, where Casey Jones wanted to go a little bit too far. It's two muggers? Is it two muggers? Yeah. Well, either way, <clears throat> Casey Jones wanted to go a little too far and. <laughs> And uh, Raphael's like, hmm, there is that. I, I love that difference between the two type of 
Yeah. Here just is, just disarm them and incapacitate them. You're yeah. trying to knock their fucking head off with a cricket bat. Got one of my put, you're trying to put them in <laughs> hospital. I'll teach you. Got one of my favorite lines is, cricket? you got to know what a crumpet cricket is to understand is cricket. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I forgot, I forgot how many lines I kind of knew when I started rewatching. At least it woke up like the next morning going, were you watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> I need to go back and finish it. I may, I may uh, have to pull – one or two plugs out and just go, just let go and just yeah, just be a kid and watch it. It's, and, it's good, man. Okay. And okay. fuck the remakes. Is it the, the Secret of the Ooze is the second one, right? That's the second one. What's yeah. the third one has to do with like time Tur- travel? Turtles right? in time. <laughs> so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's my number two. What's your number one? just couldn't let me go, could you? This is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. You truly are incorruptible, aren't you? Huh? You won't kill me out of some misplaced sense of self-righteousness. And I won't kill you because you're just too much fun <laughs> I think you and I are destined to do this forever You'll be uh, uh, thank you for stopping that I, I don't want to hear a shitty voice anymore <laughs> that's the only thing I hate about this movie everything else in, in, in my opinion is it is for me the perfect Batman movie why did they do that with his voice man I, why did Nolan allow Christian Bale to go, you know what? All right, let's do it. I mean, dude, the guy lost his voice three times. Is he not like While a filming major, that? Is he not like a major asshole and like he's unapproachable on yeah. stuff like character? I would think that maybe Nolan could have controlled that. I don't know. Maybe not. I thought you said we weren't doing any Batman. I said I wasn't doing Batman 89. I can't help it. I picked The Dark Knight from 2008, same year that Iron Man came out. That was actually so. That was like. I fell asleep during Batman Begins. Uh, and I've not seen The Dark Knight Rises or Yeah, from twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah his, the I've, third the trilogy, the yeah. third and the fifth trilogy. I've, yeah. I've, I did see the one with Heath Ledger's Joker. I've read Batman I've read Batman more than I've read anything else and I think this was kind of the this is like the god for me this is like the godfather of, of superhero movies. I couldn't not put it on my list. Okay. I almost chose Batman Begins be just because it's a really good representation of an origin story and we differ on on who we like as Batman and mm-hmm. and the and the Batman movies, but when it came to addressing it in in the most realistic and serious light, I thought that Nolan's trilogy was really good. Unfortunately, it also <clears throat> set the tone for DC to go. Let's make everything dark. Yeah, I'm like no, just Batman. Batman is dark because he's, Batman he's, is dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the visuals were um, Chicago, and I think the last film. They shot some of it in New York, and they shot some of it in Pittsburgh. I just yeah, he's I, such a talking about Batman. Bale. Yeah, no, or just Batman and just the, his Batman. He's just he's the hero we need. What are you fucking twelve, dude? It just it just didn't it didn't fly for me, man. That's okay. Um, was it too serious for you? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Heath Ledger's Joker was great. See, he plays a cartoonishly delicious evil villain. Yeah. And then that it, that Bale's Batman doesn't match it. He tries to match it with chaotic good intensity. Yes, I guess. And it just for me it doesn't play. I get it, man. 
And I don't care. Here's fucking, hey, stand in line to hate me all you want. I don't fucking care if Batman kills people. I really don't. Because I know he's not just running out indiscriminately, willy-nilly, just shooting Girl Scouts. He's killing bad guys. I don't care if he kills the Joker. I don't care if he shoots people. I don't care if Superman punches a guy. Doesn't matter to me. Or hits him. Doesn't make him with a door. Doesn't. (laughs) Or allows a guy to punch his jaw, knowing full well that he's going to break every bone in his hand. (laughs) It doesn't make the character more interesting. Right. But I don't care if he does it. Write your story. I'll tell you if I like it or not. Newsflash. I don't really care for Christian Bale's Batman. He's stilted and holier than thou. And it just doesn't work for me. Not to say that Adam West isn't stilted or holier than thou. (laughs) I just think that that this film, for them to open The Dark Knight, pretty much paying homage to one of the greatest crime dramas ever, like Heat, Mm -hmm. but doing the bank heist. You know, it was very reminiscent, and it was purposeful for for a reason. I think Nolan elevated the genre to create an interesting character study and how consequence there are consequences as a result to the choices that you make, and it sure. plays really well in that arc. And I think it's fun that he chooses to kill Batman off. People don't know what happens to Batman. Batman sacrifices himself to save the city. In the third one, mm-hmm. but you're not sure did he live? Did he not live? You know, yeah. It felt a very justified and appropriate setting, and and and, and thematically, it worked for me and for most. For, oh, for yeah, most, I realize I'm in a vast minority. You here, are. And I'm okay with it. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. No. I didn't really care for uh, Man of Steel either. We're not talking about that movie. But yeah, Dark Knight, 2008 is. That's a 12 year old yeah. movie. God mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> Somewhere between being born and today, I got old, man. <laughs> Speaking of old man and Michael Keaton, I went weird and I chose Birdman as my number one. Oh, that's good. Man, it's been a long time since I've watched that. I liked this movie right up until the end. And spoilers, if you haven't seen you Birdman. You don't know. Did he... I read a thing on it, but I, I'm not a big fan of movies where you have to like read. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. It felt ambiguous to me. Like, Did he jump out the window and kill himself? Because he wanted to die? Did he jump out the window and kill himself because he thought he could fly? Uh, Did he yeah. jump out the window and actually fly? It's the ambiguous. Yeah. It's, it's an arty kind of... It's it is very indie. arty, and it's it's the entire sequence of the film is is meant to feel like it's one shot. You're following that character everywhere. There's Pretty a, much Michael Keaton is you know, head-to-toe in that entire movie. There's, there's that nothing one, that's not where he's not in it. Really. I was talking to Wessenberg a couple years ago. There's that one shot. At least I know there's several, but there's this. It tracks him down a hallway out mm-hmm. to the theater, and it's a continuous shot. If I hate everything else about this, and he's movie, outside with the fans, and he's in his underwear, and yeah. <laughs> but if I hate everything else about this movie, and I don't, but even if I did, that shot alone is beautiful. Yeah, they, there's no other word for it. I, there's no there's no better word than beautiful. But I like so much else about this movie, and I I, I know it's not really a superhero movie, but it's a it's a meta little twist, a little poke yeah, at the genre. Yeah, because it's Keaton, whoever Keaton's character is in, in the film, it's he's, what, made two or three Batman-esque movies. Yeah, he's Birdman. He's Birdman. Yeah. I'm Birdman. Yeah. It's a, I just looked it up. It's a two-minute continuous shot. Okay. And it, it tracks with him as he goes down. I think he's going down to the, uh, to the stage. Okay. What is it that he's doing? What is it that he's prepping? Is it some type of stage play that he wanted to do? Is that what it's it was? A, it's not a one man show, but it's a yeah. He's doing a stage play. He's trying to get his trying to get his groove back. Okay. Um, <laughs> Birdman two. 
Birdman gets his groove back. <laughs> and Emma Stone in it as like, oh man. Even when they she make, plays his daughter, right? Yeah, and she's okay. all like grungy and dirty and shit. Yeah, she Gosh. didn't have a great life because of her <laughs> shitty dad. Yeah. She's so gorgeous in it, and she's she's really good as this piss ass dejected daughter. Mm-hmm. It's more of a thriller, like a gritty character piece, than it is a superhero thing. But very I, true. I chose it to be a dick, and I'm okay with that. Because uh, <laughs> we we said we weren't going to do just like standard superhero movies, so I, I thought it was a nice twist on the. On the genre? Of, yeah. of, of actually yeah. poking fun at the genre. I had a couple of honorable mentions. Okay. I, I considered putting The Crow in here. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I did too. Um, but I feel that that movie would be more served in a full episode to talk about. I, I, I did not read the original material. I kind of felt a little – I wasn't sure how accurate it was to the source material. It's eh. Um, and so I really – I was like, ah, I'm, I'm just going to leave this on the sidelines. The other one I seriously considered putting here, which was kind of a, a middle finger to to this, um, was um, Unbreakable because it was very much a okay. – it was a play on a more realistic what if heroes like this existed right, in the world right. but considerably dulled down. <laughs> you know, Have and, you seen Glass? Uh, it's a disappointment. Oh, okay. Don't if you haven't. Don't. I haven't. No. <clears throat> Split is good. It's a good, interesting take on being in the same universe. And and then if you can just block your memory that they made a third film where they all kind of meet and and mm. all of that. Yeah, just it's a horrible disappointment, and that I don't sucks. want I don't want to talk about it. At some point, there could be another interesting list where we could put together movies that were based off of graphic novels and comic books that aren't on the outlandish superhero sure, very possibly, or yeah. comic-y, comic book type of world. Um, that would be I briefly considered doing Dennis the Menace because <laughs> it was a comic strip. Nerd, Nerd alert! Nerd! Nerd! <laughs> um, I, like, I like the offbeat, kind of not what you think of when you think superhero or well, comic yeah. book movies. Because, but to have those to where you're like, hey, there is a, there is a, 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 a more subtle side to it. You have to have Iron Man. You have to have Marvel. And you have yeah. to have Superman. But I like to show that there's another there's another side to it. There you is. Can, you can explore other shit with it too. Yeah, and if you go down, and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a list of these and and just to get an idea, do a Google search, and then you'll be stuck with looking at 300 different entries. Especially within the last 10 to 12 years, there have been so many superhero movies. They tried to do just, Jonah Hex. They tried to do Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. Poorly on both accounts for, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not great. He's, yeah, it is he's kind of doing Cowboys and Aliens right now with a Mandalorian. Yeah, better. Much better. Yeah. If you guys haven't checked out our Mandalorian episode, um, uh, check it out. Sure to tune into that. So, um, I think our job here is done. Um, I'm going to go... It was a terrible attempt at a segue to sound like a superhero. <laughs> I'm going to go hide out in my fortress of solitude. We'll check you guys out later. The bathroom? Uh, if you uh, if you haven't, wherever you listen to podcasts, go give us a review, five-star us, whatever. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. Nathan, do you do anything on there? No. Very, very little. It's linked to the Instagram. <laughs> it's That's in, something. It's something. Um, <clears throat> go to our website, which is what? Uh, sixpackdoublefeature.com. We've got t-shirts, stickers. Not sure how many t-shirt designs we've got there right now, but uh, 
We're working on our new logo, and you guys are going to find out soon. I probably said that in the previous episode, and if we're so, going to say it every episode. Cut it out we're, try- <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to be a little more on top of housekeeping when we do this. Whenever there's evil, we'll be there. Day off the moors. <laughs> Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast, and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Cow!